time. I feel like every episode starts with us laughing. Yeah, it does. Because <laughs> we always do something dumb right before it starts. <laughs> Um, well, welcome back to Girls Gone Spooky. This is Yay. season two, episode seven. Wow, already. Okay. Amazing. Set. Número siete. Uh-huh. siete. <laughs> um, I'm Olivia. And I'm Amy. And this is Girls Gone Spooky. Spooky, <laughs> spooky baby. We're back. Uh-huh. Um, and live speaking about myself in the third person <laughs> yep. um live has a new Tat. decoration <laughs> i got a new tattoo today and it's a Yay. slithery snake snake yes it's snake. so cool <laughs> snake. maybe we'll post him on our instagram yeah we should i feel like he's on theme like yeah you little spooky bitches would enjoy that mm-hmm. um, you'd like that wouldn't yeah. you <laughs> good because i'm gonna do it i hope i hope you like it yeah um (laughs) they will okay well today we are talking about haunted art um so personally i am pumped uh because these were way creepier than i thought they were gonna be yep um and with that amy you're up first okay i'm ready (laughs) so ready um all right the first couple I want to share aren't really haunted, but they are cursed, basically. <laughs> so I thought that was... That's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I guess we'll see the difference as I go through them. But yeah, these are two cursed ones. So the first one, when I read about it, I was like, duh, of course this is cursed. <laughs> because it's one of John Wayne Gacy, the famous serial killers paintings of a clown yes (laughs) ew when he painted clowns god yeah could he be worse like just no god he could not yeah he could not be worse so yeah we won't talk about him but just a relevant detail to the story is that he used to dress up like a clown Like he had the alter ego and also it was like a side hustle for him because he was a clown at children's birthday parties while he was being a murderer, which is so scary to think about. But his clown persona was called Pogo the Clown. And yeah, yuck, I know. So later when he was in prison, that's when he got into painting and several of his <laughs> oh, I, don't, I can't murder anymore so i guess we'll get take up painting <laughs> maybe he was an artist before that but i guess he became like more obsessive about it um when he was in prison because there's nothing else to do um so but the ones he painted there were a lot i looked through them somewhere of jesus and somewhere of him as a clown There was one of his house, like with the place where he hid the bodies under the house, like highlighted. Um, Yeah, gross, creepy art. But after he was executed in 1994, his stepdaughter inherited all of these paintings and she went on to sell them. And since then, they've been circulating through auctions and like private buyers for years, which... 
I actually learned while I was reading this that there are laws in place in some states that prevent the sale of what they call murderabilia. So that's anything produced by or associated with a violent right. criminal. I mean, yeah. It seems like a, like a reasonable rule. <laughs> yes, I agree. And like, people get obsessive about that stuff. It's not healthy. Yeah, it's true. Cause I was thinking, I'm like, I enjoy true crime, but I think there's a difference between listening to a podcast where they also yeah. focus on the victims and their families and all of that than buying a artwork or something that was produced by this evil person just because of what they did. Yeah. And it's, it's glorifying yeah. it. I mean, mm -hmm. it glorifies the horrible acts they committed. Yes. Yep. And I want to say it started actually, this is all irrelevant, but I think it started with the son of Sam killer who was selling either his art or like rights to his story. And he was profiting from it. Ew. So, rights to his story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What so. story? <laughs> Or a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I don't know. You get to monetize it. Yeah. But apparently before these laws, he could. So yeah. Thank goodness they're in place now. But anyway, um, one particular painting that features Pogo the Clown um, by John Wayne Gacy, he, it was purchased in 2001, but the buyer really regretted this purchase because not long after he hung it up in his house, first his dog died, and then his mom found out she had cancer. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And then the buyer, he got suspicious of the painting because it of the timing of it all yeah. and because it has bad vibes. So a friend offered to store it for him, but then days after the friend took the painting, his neighbor was killed in a car crash. So then a third friend offered to take the painting. And while the painting was in his possession, he attempted to end his life. So, of course, that could all be coincidence, but the timing yeah. is very suspicious. Mm. Yeah. So That's sad. It is sad. It's just there also, must though, be. Why'd you buy that in the first <laughs> place? Like, I know. Bring that into your home thinking like, this is going to bring a good vibe in yeah. here. Yeah, uh-huh. It's a beautiful piece of artwork by a serial killer of a clown. <laughs> like, clown. I mean, even, yeah. even if you didn't know. Say you didn't know. Like, yeah. Actually, I, <laughs> like, since we've been talking about it, I recall having seen some of these yeah. paintings mm -hmm. and being like, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. They're not that good. No. But they no. sell They're for, not that good and they're creepy. Yeah. And they sell for thousands of dollars, but it's just because of how heinous he was. So, yikes. Absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Um, but then this article I was reading, it also mentioned that Johnny Depp at one point owned a Gacy painting, but he became so uncomfortable having it around that he now has a fear of clowns. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how true that is, but... That would. <laughs> I, I believe that he would have had one of them. Yeah. So I don't know. He's a weird dude. Yeah. And also to bring back a recurring pod character, Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> In 2020, he bought a few, it said, of Gacy's paintings. So he has more than one. So no word on how they're treating him so far. <laughs> but 
he's a creepy guy, so maybe it's fitting. All right. But yeah, that was the Gacy paintings. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate everything about that. <laughs> Very creepy. Um, then the next cursed set of art comes to us from the UK. And so picture this. It's the middle of the night. This. <laughs> this is how the article phrased it. It's the middle of the night, sometime in the 1980s. There's a house on fire, and it happens to be Ron and May Hall's house. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it your house. I was like, what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. That would be a better visual because I don't know what Ron and May Hall's house oh, looked like. I'm like, oh, but... <laughs> right. Yeah, their house. You can My house it. is like the lighthouse or the only house. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, you know, but Ron and May, their house caught fire. They lost almost everything to this fire, especially in the living room where everything was burnt and charred um, except for one thing. And that one thing that survived was a painting of a crying boy. And the painting didn't show any sign of damage at all, like not even smoke damage, even though it was in the living room that the fire ravaged the most. Also, most paints are highly flammable. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, ooh, very... I, ooh, ooh, I just got like a full body. <laughs> yeah. It's very mysterious and even weirder. This was not the first time that a painting of a crying boy or girl had survived a house fire. So on September 4th, 1985, there was an article called Blazing Curse of the Crying Boy Picture um, published to explain that these crying children paintings were popping up unscathed in fires all across the UK. And in most cases, the fires were starting spontaneously. So it's all very odd. Yeah, it it was, yeah, it's weird. Whoa, um, like almost like the painting maybe caused it? Yes. <laughs> That's what, I mean, maybe. <laughs> That's what like the paranormal so believers want to think. But So us, we yeah. want to think Yes, <laughs> yes. We're aligned, um, okay, good. Yes. <laughs> there, yeah. There, of course, have been people who try to poke holes in this, and I'll talk about it next. But, like, I don't know. I have questions. So, okay. yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see. Yeah, this fire started spontaneously. Um, and then, oh, yeah, this article goes on to say it was kind of funny. It says, if the fact that paintings of crying kids were hung in the living rooms of multiple households makes you double take, you're not alone. <laughs> and yeah, yes, why? I did double take. Um, but apparently in the 50s through the 70s, prints of crying children paintings were like mass produced and readily available in stores. And it says yeah, I don't know. And they say it particularly appealed to young couples. Why do you think that would be? They're like, they're dinks and they're like, fuck kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hang it up. Uh -huh. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> but that is yeah. weird. That is yeah. very weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was a large quantity of them available but that doesn't explain why people bought them or hung them in their house but no i guess if it was on trend at the time i don't know 
but um oh beautiful photo of that child yeah crying crying. a la la mode yes i love when kids cry kids cry (laughs) see it yeah so i don't know but um a little bit of backstory on the history of the original paintings um most of them bear the signature of giovanni bregolin who also painted under a few pseudonyms Franchot Seville and Bruno Amadio. And because he painted under a few names, information about him is hard to pin down, but it seems that he painted hundreds of crying children throughout his life, <laughs> which is okay. such a weird. <laughs> yeah, but I this guess. This is my passion. <laughs> okay, Giovanni. Yeah, that's um, go to weird. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good guess. Yes. But. Yikes. Um, So they say that one of the subjects of the painting um, that was like mass printed was a boy named Don Bonillo, who accidentally started a fire that killed his parents. Yes, which is why he was living on the street at the time that this artist painted his portrait. Um, And then it says that throughout his life, fire followed him. That's a quote. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Like he must have, I don't know, encountered fires everywhere, whatever it means. But people, no, especially not because people started calling him Diablo, which means devil in Spanish. (laughs) So, yeah, Um, eventually he himself died in a fire in an explosion caused by a car accident so people now wonder if this art especially the one of this kid Don Bonillo is cursed um, because of its association with him um, and because he was so prone to fire I don't know but like I said people try to poke holes in this all the time and one was a radio host who did a segment on these paintings and he bought one and tried to light it on fire <laughs> and it wouldn't burn but my question is when I hear the word print I'm thinking it's like printed on paper right not like, a yeah. reproduction yeah yeah so are they like shellacking it with some sort of fire resistant yeah something Something. yeah i don't know know. so like i have prints all over my house and these motherfuckers would go up in flames like that yes yeah they're paper like even if they're in a frame yeah the The flame is wood yeah (laughs) it's out there damage you know even if they didn't completely get incinerated they would yeah yeah so really bizarre it's still mysterious to me, but I guess if you want to believe the experiment, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so don't hang up f- pictures of crying yeah, children. Don't, don't do that. Just <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. So those are the cursed ones. And now I have just a few haunted ones. So. The first one is called either The Rain Woman or Woman in the Rain um, by Svetlana Teletz, I assume. 
Um, so it said that for six months before completing this painting, Svetlana, the artist, felt like she was constantly being watched. Um, one day she was sitting in front of her blank canvas and she had this really clear, sudden vision of what the painting was going to look like. Um, so she starts painting and throughout the process, she said that she felt like someone was controlling her hand. So it was like someone was helping her paint this basically. And when she sold the painting to an art gallery, it was bought and then returned several times because every time somebody returned it, they described a figure following them in their homes and in their dreams. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. yeah, so. fucking not. Yeah, and I looked at this picture on Google and I feel like maybe if I didn't know the backstory, it wouldn't be as creepy. But with that knowledge, I was like, no, I'm going to oh, delete my history <laughs> just in case. That one. Yeah. On the Insta. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. One of the former owners described that he would see white eyes appearing everywhere he looked. And when he brought it back, he was even willing to pay the gallery to take it back because he was worried that he might drown in the eyes if he kept it any longer, is what he said. So, yeah. I And then they had in here an interesting quote from a priest about this piece of art um, that I thought I'd share because it's interesting. So he said, a person has a spirit and a soul. There are truly spiritual works of art, and there are soulful ones. And the painting you are talking about represents just such soulful art. And it doesn't come from God. The artist puts into the work the mood in which she was at the time of the writing, and it is not known who led the artist at that moment. So it's vague, but, but I feel like... to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's suggesting that if it's not God, <laughs> it might have been else. the opposite. Yeah, um, yeah, so it's creepy. I don't know. That one is scary. So I don't know where that is now. I didn't say, but yeah, so. Let's not okay. find out. Yeah, we'll just leave it wherever it's locked leave up. Leave <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it where it is. So. All right, uh, two more. So this next one came from a book called Haunted Objects from Around the World, which is a cool topic. Um, and it's called The Anguished Man, and it's by an unknown artist. So, yeah, this painting, it depicts a man, and he has these dark black eyes and an open mouth. And it, yeah, it's chilling. Already. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the current owner of this painting, we do know where it is. His name is Sean Robinson, and he actually inherited the painting from his grandma. And even though the artist is not known, um, she knew somehow from whoever she got it from that the artist had mixed their blood in with the paint. So this <laughs> person oh is reddish. God. Yeah. Yikes. Um, yeah. 
So when Sean brought this painting home, he put it in his basement, and soon after, they started hearing these loud scraping sounds coming from down there. They saw, yeah, mm -mm. <laughs> they saw fog that would appear at the top of the stairs and then vanish. <laughs> yeah. Mm -mm. Bro, burn it. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Why would Fuck you keep that. it? I know. I can't relate to wanting to have that anywhere can't near me. Mm -hmm. Can't relate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Fuck. Funny. Honey, you see the fog? <laughs> 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 yeah, also the scraping sounds coming from yeah. the basement. Have Let's you just ignore that. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. There's more because Sean Good. would see a figure of a man walking through the house. Nope. Yeah. And his wife felt a hand touching her hair. So don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they still had this painting. And when he would have people over <clears throat> and they would ask to see the painting, some people who saw it got extremely nauseous and some got nosebleeds from looking at it. Like, it's just a bad thing. What? Yeah. It's, Nosebleeds? Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. uh, you can talk yourself into nausea. I don't think you can talk <laughs> yourself into a nosebleed. No. Yeah, like, no. Spontaneous <laughs> nosebleeds. I mean, I've never had a nosebleed. Weirdly, nosebleeds are like a theme this week. Two of oh. my friends had nosebleeds, like yesterday and today. Interesting. And I was like, I've never had a nosebleed. And I think oh. if I had one, if I if I at some point have one, I will have a full-blown anxiety attack. <laughs> I think Why? it would freak me out. I think it would just really freak me out. Like, is it coming yeah. from my brain? Oh, I know it's yeah. not. Yeah. But I'd be like, it's coming from my brain. That's it. I'm I'm done. It was nice yeah. knowing everyone. It is weird, but usually it doesn't hurt. It's just like suddenly your nose is bleeding. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Anyway, sorry. Spontaneous nosebleeds. Blech. Very creepy. And yeah, basically just like, thank you, Grandma, <laughs> for leaving this painting oh, to me. Grandma. Also, um, like, was Grandma okay? <coughs> Excuse me. Kicking it with this, like, foggy, scrapey <laughs> I don't know. It sounds Fuck like she... boy. <laughs> sounds like she had it locked up. Like, maybe she knew, but I don't know. More questions. Why would you not? If you had it locked up and you knew something was wrong, why didn't you just destroy you it? Give, yeah, and why would you give it to your family member? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but eventually, with all these weird things, Sean decided to film the painting to see what was going on. That's with a it. bad fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. Just outright bad idea. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's not that bad, except you can watch yeah. it on YouTube. Um, oh. I didn't do it because I just yeah. didn't feel like it. But uh, what it, <laughs> yeah, oh God, you never know. But for this experiment, he moved the painting into a spare bedroom, hung it on the wall, and the camera caught the bedroom door closing on its own. It recorded one of the loud, like, scraping, banging sounds, but you couldn't see anything. Um, and it also recorded the sound of, like, sobbing and crying coming from somewhere in the house. So, yeah. 
like I said, you can watch that video, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but when I searched it, the you search for the anguished man painting, and it has almost twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> so, like, maybe people are really into this. I didn't look more. Sounds like it. Jeez. Into more detail, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, we should probably post a picture of that one too because it is like yikes creepy af great yep (laughs) yep so that's the anguished man and then finally i have something it's called the hands resist him it's a painting by william stoneham or stoneham um the painting depicts a little boy who's standing next to a doll with dark eyes and they're standing yeah very bad start (laughs) and it just gets worse because they're standing in front of a glass door but behind the glass door there's a bunch of children's hands reaching out toward them so it's it's a scary looking painting to begin with (laughs) um and the, the artist he said that the children's hands represent other lives the glass door is the barrier between worlds, and the doll is his guide between those worlds, and the little boy in the painting is him. So he's already like talking about crossing <laughs> barriers and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, my bro. Yeah. So that was his inspiration. And when this painting was first sold from the gallery in the 70s, it traded hands a few times because all of the buyers kept dying, not necessarily in like mysterious ways, but they all just died <laughs> with it in their possession. Yeah, until it found a more solid home, I guess, um, until the year 2000 when it came up in a post on eBay and the owners said in the post that they were selling it because it was haunted and they were not, <laughs> they didn't want it anymore. Well, so, I mean, that's guaranteed going to get you some attention on eBay. Yes. Love that shit yeah. EBay. Yep. Which, you know, could be another like creepy pasta kind of thing. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, true. still they, this story also, they say that they have footage. I don't think you can see the footage, but What they said was that the boy and the doll in the painting, they would hear them fighting with each other during the night. And their four-year-old daughter was especially scared of this painting. So, (laughs) yeah. And they set up a motion-sensing camera on the painting and in their daughter's room. And in 2016... Oh, wait, sorry. I skipped forward. They saw... um, Yeah, they set up these cameras. They saw the boy in the picture leave the frame and go into the daughter's room, (laughs) which, yeah, (laughs) I know. Like, is that, did they really see that? Because that's mind bending and horrifying. So that's, I mean, that's a horror movie. That is, yeah, I'm pretty sure that has been in a horror movie. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) No. Yeah. Burn it. Burn it yeah. down. Don't put it on eBay. 
I know. What? Yeah. No. That urgency. <laughs> no. Get it out ASAP. And yeah, out. don't subject other people to it either. But or your child. Yeah. Jesus. I know. So I don't know if that happened. Yeah, it's scary. So Ugh. Ugh. just the thought is crazy. I know. I hate that. Yeah. I wonder what it would look like, like a real little boy, or does it still look like the painting? Two-dimensional. Like pa- oh, <laughs> either way. That's, I think that's worse. Like, we're, to me, the two-dimensional is worse than a little boy. Yeah. It's very, like, Coraline vibes, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's weird. Um, I like Yeah. So I also don't know where this painting ended up after the eBay sale, but – there was one other person who wrote a story about this. And actually, this author, I guess he was a writer, he was using the painting as inspiration for a scary story. So for his story, he was like dramatizing things. But then he had a personal experience with it um, because he printed out a copy of the painting to refer to while he was writing And here's what he wrote. So this is his true story, not the dramatized one. He said, I printed it out and left it on a side table next to some other documents printed on the same printer with the same paper. I went to Italy for a month. When I came back, the air conditioning had gone awry. Everything was green mold. The TV, bedsheets, my daughter's bed and clothing, all of my suits in the closet and the documents I had printed were all green with mold. But right next to them, the only thing that was perfectly untouched was the printout of the painting. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, like decay. And oh. I don't know how you explain that either. So, oh, I don't <laughs> like this whole like untouched by fire and mold thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like it can't be destroyed. Yeah, it reminds me of um, Paranormal Activity where, like, the Ouija uh. board gets set on fire. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD. Really, I'm so, so, so But what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I don't think that one bit. I know. It's bizarre. And there were even more of these. I just picked these because oh, yeah. I thought they were the creepiest. But, yeah. yeah, I don't like the idea of these being out there circulating no. around yeah. like what if you Ooh. buy a piece of art at the thrift store and right, suddenly and you you're haunted <laughs> yeah. yeah yikes but so weird so yeah weird. so there's some haunted art okay my turn we are taking a little detour from traditional art to ai art art and i had never even heard of this so i'm curious if you have heard of it so (laughs) it is called loab l-o-a-b or lobe i think it's loab um and it is basically like so ai generated art is a thing and basically like there are different ways that artists use it some of them it's like the whole thing is ai generated others use it as like a focal point or like multiple ai generated images whatever and like kind of mash them up together and make a piece of art and this artist super composite um posted a thread on twitter with all of these ai generated images of basically what looks like the same woman Mm -hmm. 
it's a face, like an AI generated face, but it's like the same one popping up all over the place. Oh. And so she's been named Loab. Mm. And so it's not quite haunted. Mm-hmm. It's more haunting. Yeah. But it's just like, is this someone? Like, what's mm-hmm. happening? So it's oh, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. So the images of Loab all come from an artificial intelligence art tool. These tools, like, for example, there's one called Doll E2, D-A-L-L dash E2, the number two. They create images based on text prompts that users input into the platform. And they're very popular right now among more uh, progressive, I guess, like futuristic kind of artists. Mm-hmm. Um and in fact, a piece of AI created art just won the Colorado State Fair art competition, which oh, I thought cool. So, like I said, lots of artists are experimenting with it, merging technology, creating these like very avant-garde kind of pieces. So mm-hmm. Supercomposite, who is a Swedish musician and AI artist, um, wrote that she started okay, and honestly, anyone who's listening to this, <clears throat> Dad, if you can explain <laughs> this, I would really love to understand this, and I simply <laughs> just do not. And I did some research about it. Okay, so this is a quote. And this is from the Smithsonian, by the way. So she writes that she started with the prompt, quote, Brando, end quote, and used something called negative prompt weights. That is, she asked the AI image generator to create the opposite of her text prompt. In response to Brando, the tool generated an image that looked like a logo, which read Digita Pintix, (laughs) P-N-T-I-C-S. So this is a quote from her. I wondered, is the opposite of that logo in turn going to be a picture of Marlon Brando? Wrote Supercomposite on Twitter. The artist entered the words Digita Pintix Skyline logo. And that's when Loab, named for a word that appeared in one of the images, began to emerge. The first images aren't like super freaky, but when she began combining the images of Loab with other neutral images, like a glass tunnel, it was like, really creepy shit started coming up. Hmm. And so she took the first like very creepy images of Loab and essentially told the AI, draw me something with this new woman as the base. And then it turned into just like the creepiest fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. How Um, weird. Yeah. So she's basically like, she's basically saying like, she doesn't want to share the AI generator that she used because it's become like a, a bit of a like viral phenomenon online. Mm-hmm. Um, but she like, it's like, it's almost like a ghost in the machine kind of thing. Like uh-huh. it's not haunted. It's just really creepy. Mm-hmm. And like, she's also making it creepier with what she's including. I will include a photo of her on our Instagram. Yeah. I just looked at it. <laughs> it's really like just disturbing looking. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the things that, um, comes up which is really interesting is there are a lot of critics of this whole trend that are saying we need to examine why this ai art generate generator associates the original loab who looks kind of like an older woman with horror Mm -hmm. so it's a lot about like stigmatizing disability and like why um people who are considered to like be unattractive or old are then suddenly like mistreated and associated with like Mm. horror imagery. So 
I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And there was like an article with the Rolling Stone and she was like, it's right to be critical of the AI. Um, anyway, it made an association. It shouldn't have all this stuff, but um, it's really, really creepy. Um, and yeah. the prompts are not public. So like the prompts that you use, those like negative weight prompts or whatever, they're not public. So <laughs> we don't know we don't know like the breadth of like Loab and like what like different varieties or variations of her exist. Yeah. Just like creepy. I just wanted to include it just to start it off. Her face creeps me the fuck out. Yes. I had a physical reaction to (laughs) like shiver down my spine. Yeah. It's really bizarre. So that's Loab. Wow. Um, Weird. Okay. So we're going to move on to some other spooky stories. And these are coming from Reddit for the most part. Um, So this is from Teeth Scrubs. And this was actually recent. It was a couple months ago. Hmm. Um, So they say, my little sister, six, has (laughs) been suddenly incredibly awfully behaved, violent, malicious, enjoying upsetting people, etc. Sounds kind of like just a normal six-year-old, but... (laughs) Um, for the past few weeks, um, despite never having been like that before, mm-hmm. we've been super patient and just trying to get her through it. Her school said there's nothing concerning about her behavior there and outside mm-hmm. the house, 100% good as gold, totally normal. But as soon as she steps in the house, not good. So tonight, yeah. as my brother, 24, put her to bed, a weird German 1957 book <laughs> literally appeared in her wardrobe. It's titled... Whoa. Muttergots or Muttergots by H.P. Gerard. Hmm. It's a book depicting art and worship of Mary mm. throughout the century. So it's like an art book, like kind mm-hmm. of a religious art book. We've never owned anything like this. We aren't Christian, nor are we even intrigued by Christianity. But this book depicting and worshiping Mary literally just appeared in the kid's room. He literally ran down to show us in terror, 24 years old. <laughs> ran down, non-religious, <laughs> non-superstitious. My mom is barely even superstitious and is totally terrified of the book, won't look inside it, Smart. even though the cover is blank and just displays the name of the book. She was on the verge of a panic attack, genuinely freaking out, refused to look <sighs> inside So the user said, the OP says, I did a tarot reading for the book, um, hmm. and it was bad. I'm talking seven cards all representing terror, deception, suffering, betrayal, mm-hmm. loss, etc. My heart dropped in my chest and I was filled with dread like beyond what I felt when I first looked inside the book. I've done mm-hmm. my best to cleanse it, but it still just doesn't feel right. It just like has a bad vibe and it just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So we're all scared as shit for my little sister who happened to just have this appear in her room, especially because for the past few weeks, she's been good everywhere else except inside the house yeah. where she's suddenly violent and malicious and visibly enjoys hurting others, oh, which God. isn't like her at all. She's only six years old, but she grins while trying to make you cry. Oh, no. <laughs> She's typically a lovely, intelligent kid, and we've been concerned for a while, but seeing this all made us feel, sorry, made us full of dread. Mm. So after removing this book from her room, she was all cuddly and nice and went to bed. (laughs) 
and we have no idea what to do with the book. Burning it or throwing away is a no-go. We don't even know if anyone would want to buy it. Um, We have no idea what to do. Her behavior might not be linked. We truly hope my little sister is safe, but the book is like bad shit. Um, (laughs) Linked a couple of pictures um, to the book. It was printed in 1957, which they said is weird um, considering the mom is disabled and injures herself and breaks things often. And the little sister is six and excitable. And like the book is in perfect quality despite mm. being pretty so long ago. And like, the, you know, it's within a, in a kind of chaotic household basically yeah. is what I'm saying. So like, where the fuck did it come from? How does it look like this? And why is it like putting off such a scary fucking vibe when it's religious art? You know, right. it's like mm, something's off. And it's, those, and it's one of those things where like, you know how the devil like messes with mm-hmm. religious things. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you know, I don't yeah. Know. Weird. I wonder why burning it is a no go. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe because it's a religious book or they oh. just don't feel comfortable doing it or maybe yeah. they've tried. I don't yeah. know. Wow. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> Oh, are you bringing me a kill? Come up here. Oh. Claw the shit out of me. <laughs> come, come. Come, little boy. He has arrived. Our mascot wants to join the party. <laughs> um, okay, so that's our creepy book story. Yeah. Um, this one is also kind of art adjacent, but I liked I liked some of the um I liked some of the comments. So I'm gonna read it's really short and then I'll read a couple of the comments. So excuse me, this is from the original Martian on Reddit. I have an ancestor altar set up on my desk. I like it there because it makes it easy to sit with them and talk as well as do tarot spreads. I have books, decorative boxes, crystals, flowers, and a cork board leaned against the wall with pictures, art, and affirmations on it. In front of the cork board, I have candles and a few pictures of family members and a friend who passed as well as a plate and other offering items, which like what a beautiful idea. Like, I don't yeah. know, just describing it like that. It's like, wow, that sounds mm-hmm. freaking lovely, like an ofrenda, I guess. But like, yeah. just, it's I don't know, witchy. Very touching. Um, I have a band <laughs> sitting here and Pink's just reached up. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Binks. So they go on to say, luckily, last night the candles weren't lit because at 3 a.m. on the dot, there was a loud crash and all the books and corkboard fell and my friend's picture was on the ground. I'm typically a person who thinks there are little signs and everything, and I didn't know if this meant that they're watching over me or making their presence known to me or if it was some sort of bad omen. I had been having really strange dreams last night before I was woken up as well by the sound. I didn't have a bad feeling when I was woken up, though, just startled by the sound. And so they were kind of asking, like, does anyone have insight as to what this could mean? And um, one of the comments said um, from Mr. Crage said, Maybe a spirit was angry with your friend. I'm saying this only because I think the spirit might be evil as 3 a.m. is a clear sign of evil presence. Also throwing pictures with people on the ground is usually a sign of evil. If you think this is the case, no matter what you do, do not use a Ouija board or try to contact the spirit. Mm -hmm. Give it power and might try to exhaust you mentally and physically. Please respond. I hope you're doing okay. (laughs) So, wow. um, And then someone else was like, a picture falling down usually means something bad happened or will happen to the mm-hmm. person 
in the photo, books and other heavy objects falling down could mean a spirit was angry with you. Um, of course, it could also just mean you need to readjust everything on your desk, but what would <laughs> be in that? Um, but yeah, it's, I think like the, the OP was basically like, yeah, it's probably just that, but there's, it's, there's just some like weird little details. And I thought it was just kind of interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Good so, advice to not use a Ouija board. Yeah, it was a fucking Ouija <laughs> board. Um, this is like art, an, an object that is, I would consider art. Um, okay. And these are going to get, I have four more in total and they get creepier. So okay. <laughs> I'm prepared. Uh -huh. um, good. So this is from Legacy Lux One. Um, I had a really strange encounter at an antique store today. Um, so this might sound super strange, but I was at this local antique shop today and I was looking through some glass cases of jewelry. I started to walk away and then I got this incredibly strong feeling that I needed to turn around. Hmm. When I did, I saw this cool looking art deco brooch slash pin. As soon as I saw it, I was overcome with one of the most intense waves of emotion I've ever felt before. It was like I experienced happiness, sadness, love, and grief all at once. I ended up buying the pin because it seemed wrong to leave it behind as it gave me such a strong feeling. It was almost like it was meant to be mine. However, I'm now wondering if this may have been a bad idea. <laughs> uh oh. I've never really been one to be overly superstitious, but I'm wondering if this could have been something or someone trying to reach out and tell me I needed this or maybe it's nothing at all. And someone commented and I was dying was like, it's a horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's what oh, it is. <laughs> Some people say the brooch pin was likely very cherished by its previous owner. And this person ha has likely has what's called psychometry, hmm. which is like being able to sense psychically like residual energies from hmm. objects. Um, or someone else's theory was that maybe she actually owned the pin in a previous oh, That was my first thought I too. Yeah, I thought that was really mm -hmm. cool that like, yeah. and of course she would feel all those feelings because yeah. her soul was experienced her previous life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So, um, this is from <laughs> who dis <laughs> underscore it's me. <laughs> who dis it's me. Um, it, it, it's me. Um, okay. <laughs> So this all happened today at the antique and vintage store that we, two female art college students, work at in Georgia. It was normal opening. I got there at 1130 and was turning on all the lights before counting the cash in the register. Nothing out of the ordinary besides this heavy weight on my chest kind of feeling I got when I entered into the back room to plug in a lamp and turn on the overhead light. Yeah, it was strange, but the last few weeks we've all been feeling it, so we just assumed it was due to some construction happening upstairs, maybe interfering with the air vent, making it stuffy in the room. My coworker comes in at 12 p.m., and the workday starts off busy due to it being tourist season and all of that. Around 2 p.m., this lady in her late 20s walks in, and we greet her as she begins walking down the aisles. After about five minutes and a handful of small transactions later, this lady comes up to the front where our register is and says, I know this is going to sound really strange, but have either of you had any negative experiences in the back room with the air vent? 
My coworker and I glanced at each other, sort of confused, as we didn't quite understand what she was trying to ask. So she elaborated and said, I'm a medium, and in that back room, I'm feeling this heavy, negative presence. Have either of you felt anything weird back there? Hmm. We proceeded to tell her, not really, just that it feels stuffy in there and creepy when it's dark, but nothing paranormal has happened as far as we know. After this, my coworker and I become very intrigued and start asking questions about the presence she feels. And then she explains that it's a very, very old energy, like pre-Civil War, not indigenous to America, and told her in a deep guttural voice to get out. Oh, God. At this point, we were super unsettled, but this lady was really nice and willing to answer whatever questions we had without making us pay for her services, which leads to us believe she was being genuine and not trying to just make money from us. Hmm. So we asked her where specifically in the room she felt it the most, and she said near the air vents. Hmm. After that comment, it started getting busy, so she left us left us to our jobs, wishing us good luck, and that she'll try to come back and check in on us later. About 15 minutes after she left, the dealers that operate out of that room came in with some new products and we decided we were going to talk to them about it while it was still fresh in our minds. We go into the back room and ask them if they've ever felt anything strange with some of the objects they've brought. And they went on to tell us that after bringing in a recent batch a few weeks ago, they've been feeling drained both physically and emotionally and a sense of shortness of breath whenever they walk into their room in the mall. We then asked what they brought in recently, and they pointed at two objects by the air vent, an old African handwoven tapestry and a European death mask, both from the 1800s or earlier. At this point, we figured it had to be those two objects that the medium was talking about. So we told our story to dealers who believed her wholeheartedly. Hmm. So they're asking for help, like, what should we do? Um, But I was like, that is creepy. And like... (laughs) In a vintage store like that, like, of course, you're going to get weird shit. I mean, even the brooch, but like the tapestry, which that's my nod to the art theme. (laughs) Yeah. No, (laughs) I get it. Yeah, I get it. It was like, like, I would be creeped out. I would Mm -hmm. be like, okay, well, we're getting this out. Also, a European death mask. Yeah. Like, yikes. I'm picturing like a plague mask. Is that what it is? is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are creepy. Yeah, those are so creepy. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yikes. <laughs> the hazards of working in an antique store. Legit. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thanks. Uh, this one is like kind of sweet and also <laughs> kind of sweet, but also like a little spooky. Okay. So this is from um, – <laughs> these names are just too good. <laughs> Shit herded <laughs> with 3D. Uh-huh. Um Last summer, my then partner's sister passed away. I never met her, but had been living with the family for a while. And so I felt a strange connection to her for some reason, despite never having met. I do drawings using the stippling technique, which is like, I think it's like pointillism. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never really had any idea what, I never really have any idea what the drawings will look like because I place the dots randomly and find distinct shapes within the dots. I don't know how better to explain the process, but my point is that it is completely random. I will also mention that I am terrible at drawing faces or painting faces entirely. So I would not be able to accurately depict someone, especially from memory. So it was very surprising to me when a face appeared in my Mm -hmm. art. I saw slight indications of a face, so I continued connecting the dots to make it more clear. It really seems to look like 
my partner's, my ex-partner's late sister. Mm-hmm. And I keep, I don't want to post pictures or draw or the drawing um, or an actual photo of her. Cause that maybe feels inappropriate, but I keep looking back at it because I think I'm, I'm just like freaking myself out, but it really does resemble her. Mm-hmm. So just odd. That yeah. It would just, like the hand being guided like Mm -hmm. I don't know weird and that she has always felt this connection to her like that there's some something drawing her back to to the sister yeah well interesting yeah and if you don't paint faces like that's such a hard thing to do so if you don't normally do that really hard yeah very interesting fucking do that I mean not that I I am artistic at all in that way (laughs) yeah me either I wish I was but wow That's a cool one. Um, yeah. Okay. This is the last one. This is from Queen underscore Aurelia. Weird experiences after buying painting. <sighs> Terrible start. Um, <laughs> I brought I bought a painting at a thrift store of a beautiful young angel a few months ago. I was immediately drawn to it, which is not typical for me. I'm not into art or angels. <laughs> I hung it up in my bedroom the same day I bought it. The next morning when I woke up, the living room lights were on. I thought that was strange that I would not have noticed I left them on when I went to bed since I can see my living room from my bedroom and would absolutely notice if the lights were on. Mm -hmm. The next night, I made certain they were off when I went to bed. And sure enough, the next morning, they were on again. Same thing happened the next night. This time, I woke up around 3 a.m. and could see from my bed the living room lights were on again. After that third night, I never had an issue. So I chalked it up to some kind of electrical thing. It was a coincidence, whatever. Like the painting timing was a coincidence. Although the lights never turned on automatically during the day, just while I was asleep. Hmm. Then, just the other day, I was in my bedroom putting laundry away and the painting just started swinging. (laughs) Very, very noticeably. I was just sort of stared there watching it. And then it just stopped. It's never happened before. Nothing hit it. There were no breezes or drafts and it was really swinging. Like it wasn't just Uh gentle, really swinging. Not really sure what to think. Um, I live by myself, by the way. So no one could (laughs) turn the lights on after I went to bed or moved the painting. Uh And then um, they link to the painting and it's like this like sweet little baby angel, like holding a dove. It's like. Interesting. it, I, I wanted to include it just because like one, it's creepy and mm-hmm. two, all of the religious stuff, like all the themes with like the German mm-hmm. art, art from the Virgin Mary. And I don't know. It's just really weird. Like, yeah, it is kind weird. Of the religion on its head a little bit and mm-hmm. like kind of you making it like luring you almost into like a false sense of security is what it feels yeah. like. To me. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause yeah. a little sweet angel who would think yeah. oh, who would, interesting, but yeah, like that commenter said about 3am and we know it's the witching yeah. hour. So witching hour. I don't know. I know. Spooky. Spooky. Yeah, very well. And that concludes haunted art. Yay. That was so Yay. much like more intense than I thought it would be. <laughs> when no, we- I, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a light one. No, yeah. creepy. No, very You're- scary. Yours were like outright scary. I feel like mine were like creepy and like personal stories, but well, yours- that that AI one, I don't like that. <laughs> I know, I know. There's something about it that like makes me feel really uneasy, and I don't know if it's like 
our brains look for patterns. And I think like the AI, because I've seen other really creepy AI generated things. Like if you, if you type, you can type in like keywords and it'll create an AI scene. Mm-hmm. So if you say like, like basketball game, it has like all of the colors and you're like, oh yeah, it that makes sense. Yeah. But it's also like not a real image. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something really eerie about that to me. It's like almost something, but not quite. That I think yeah. that creates like a cognitive dissonance sort of in like mm-hmm. the human brain generally. So yeah. I don't know if it's just that or if it's like her, like why did she come up? You yeah. know what I mean? Why? Right. I just, I like it's this, you know, that whatever, <laughs> negative weight, what, whatever. Yeah. Again, if someone can explain that yeah. to me, I would love to understand. <laughs> yeah. I would like that too because that whole thing, I mean, it was like when we were talking about, um, simulation theory and all of that Mm -hmm. everything like that just mm, creeps me out oh so fucking creepy like i could just turn into a puddle yeah like maybe it's because i don't understand it but it's also that i don't like it i don't (laughs) want it to be true yeah Yeah. uh and yeah i feel like kind of the same if that ai woman is like out there existing somewhere (laughs) on another in a computer yeah. somewhere. Like, I don't like that. It's weird. It looks very sad in a lot of them. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so, also scary. Yeah. Both not good options. Um, well, thank you so much for listening. Um, we will see you next week. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Girls Gone Spooky. Please explain Loab to me at Girls Gone Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh share your haunted art stories or any stories honestly mm-hmm. um and stay spooky obviously stay spooky of course oh wait halloween right. countdown oh my god how could i forget <laughs> oh my god i'm so how sorry you guys 37 you? days okay from friday september 23 <laughs> getting Can't close wait. getting close and only how many days until Hocus Pocus. Yes. <laughs> well, longer for me. Seven. Seven <laughs> on Friday. Yeah, longer yeah. for me. Amy, Amy's being a really good girlfriend and waiting for her boyfriend to watch. Yeah. Ugh, so that inconvenient. Was love. true love. <laughs> yeah. Um, you could okay, say cool. that. Well, stay spooky, friends. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>